Welcome to Dancing Squirrel Tacos. I'm your host, Heather Bremer, and it is my pleasure to introduce you to my guest today. You can see her during the two-hour weekly matches of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite that air on TNT Live from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern each Wednesday. The highly anticipated action-packed matches will take place in different cities across the nation each week, and this week, AEW Dynamite will be live from Indianapolis. She is the chief branding officer, a member of AEW's talented women's roster, and the wife of the American Nightmare, Cody. She is Brandy Rhodes. Brandy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Heather. That was quite the introduction you gave. I, I appreciate that. Just how insane has the past year been for you? Um, I mean, it, it's been a very chaotic year. We're, we're coming up on just about a year here of, of a lot that has happened and Usually in endeavors like this, it takes almost all of the time that we've been already on television and in doing uh, major things, it usually takes so much more time to develop these things. So it's been a whirlwind. It's been a lot of work, um, but none that any of us are, are we're not prepared for. And um, it's just been a very exciting time. Now, as I said, you're the wife of Cody. How do you balance wrestling life and married life? My husband and I work for the same newspaper. Uh, We're both journalists. He covers the Colts full-time, and I often work as the photographer and graphic designer and things. So we work really closely together. And when we go home, we talk about Star Wars and AEW. So when you go home, what do you and Cody talk about? Do you get a break from wrestling? Well, I do have a question for you. Have, do you have Disney Plus? Oh, yes. So I really don't know if there's anything else that I want to talk about other than the Mandalorian. Season. Oh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot of Mandalorian talk going on right now, a lot of rediscovery of, of Disney movies and um, discovery of some that we haven't seen, which I watched the other night, Frozen, for the first time. And I have to say I was very impressed that Elsa kind of is a bad girl. Yeah. That and I'm really she might be my favorite Disney character now because that that was fantastic. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean we we talk about work pretty much 99.9 percent of the time, and then that one percent is left over for Disney things and sometimes horror things because that's my bag. But um, yeah, it's it's a big uh, commitment to to be working together and spending all of this time together. Recently on screen, I, I've given him his go-ahead to do his thing without me and in, in turn uh, discovered a new friend that I've been able to get into all sorts of stuff with on, on the show. And I think that's a little bit healthy, too, because I think I needed a little bit of growth outside of the relationship being our, our on screen all the time. and. Um, I, I definitely think that I had more that I envisioned for myself in, in being in AEW. So right now it's kind of a fun balance. I have to ask about that new friend. Have you thought about sending her after MJF? Oh, MJF's days are numbered by so many people. So right now it's not the, the top of my concern because I think we might be number 10 on the list of people who, who really want to scalp MJF. So uh, if, if no one else gets to it first, we'll get to him. <laughs> well, AEW has an incredibly diverse roster. Why is that important to you? Um, I think that uh, 
a lot of times people get used to certain things in wrestling, and maybe it's not that they they like it, but it's just always how things were. And and that is something that we aim to, to be different about at AEW. We didn't want to just have things how they always were. And that's something that um, you see when you look at the roster, but also you see when you look at the in-ring as well. Uh, there's a lot of uh, diversity there as, as well as far as what people bring to the table. But um, a lot of times we just look at it like a snapshot of, of what uh, society looks like today, and society is very diverse. So why wrestling wouldn't be caught up to that um, would, would be mysterious, uh, especially when you have so much talent in all walks of life. Um, I think that you, you get the best of both worlds looking at everyone. What do you think the strength of the women's division is? It's obviously very talented, a lot of talent I think a lot of people haven't seen before, but what is its core strength? Uh, the strength of the women's division is awesome Kong. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just it. Uh, I think we do have these fantastic women who are very athletic and, and uh, very, the crowd is very into them and, uh, you know, fan favorites. However, uh, there were there were no threats before. Now there's a, a fairly deadly threat in the women's division, and what's even more deadly is who's behind it. I think a lot of people have always thought that there were some, I guess, uh, unpure motives when it came to me, but now they're really starting to see what, what my motives actually look like. And being able to align with her is probably the best thing that will ever happen for the women's division because they're either going to wake up or they're going to get scalped. That's the end of it. And, and, and she would love a challenge. I would love for somebody to step up and be able to actually make Awesome Kong have to do any work because that's, the way that we are right now, this is easy. So are you coming for Riho's title? I mean, if Awesome Kong wanted Riho's title, we'd have it already. I think that there's more that needs to play out here, and that's, that's not the front and center focus. When, when we want that title, we will have it. But right now, I think we, we're, we're looking to wake some people up. Well, I think a lot of fans have been woken up to just how talented some of the wrestlers on this roster are as far as people they probably haven't seen before. I know Darby Allen, I had never seen Russell before. Uh, my dog is actually named after him now. We got a new dog, and his name was actually Darcy. We got him from a friend, and I didn't really like that, so we changed it to Darby just because we've been so impressed with him in the ring. I hope he's a bulldog and that he skateboards. Oh, he is a he is a very cool dog. He actually um, has a ear that doesn't go the right way. It flops over on the top of his head. Um, so he's got a very interesting look, and uh, he's he's kind of crazy. So I, I think it fits Darby very well. Yeah, I, I would say Darby's pretty crazy. <laughs> don't let the dog do a coffin drop. Oh no! Oh. That scares me every time, every time. You know, Darby kind of broke out, and I think the fans have really fallen in love with him. There's been several other wrestlers to do so. Who do you think the next breakout talent will be that people don't really know about yet? Wow. That's a, that's a good question. You know, it really the opportunity is anyone because a lot of our talent is newer and, and part of the unfamiliar, and um, they have every tool right there in front of them to, to resonate with the audience and, and become who they want to be. So I really think it's anybody's game at this point. Um, there, there's, like you said, so much talent. Um, 
I think if you just keep watching, you're going to find somebody that you absolutely resonate with and that uh, that really kind of takes the ball and, and takes off running. As I said earlier, you're the chief branding officer, making you an executive in a male-dominated industry. I'm a foster mom, and our most recent children that we had, we had a first grader, a little girl, who was extremely bright and didn't have a lot of role models. And I worked really hard to try to show her people who looked like her that were successful in their lives. And, you know, you would definitely fall into that. How do you take that being a role model for women and for minorities looking for success stories? Um, you know, you you hit the nail right on the head there when you, you said something that, that actually really resonates with me in that um, it's not – it's not a bad thing to ever say that you want a role model that reminds you of yourself. Um, that's that's an absolutely okay thing. I feel like people think that's taboo, but it's not. Um, I remember as a kid growing up, I, I figure skated, and the reason I got into figure skating was because I saw Debbie Thomas. I didn't see anyone else that, you know, reminded me of me doing that sport, and that's what kind of piqued my interest in it. So, um, it's, it's, it's a huge responsibility to hear somebody say that, and when you put it into perspective with um, children, which is something that, you know, on a daily basis I don't think I think about, but I probably should. Um, but it's motivating. It's extremely motivating. It makes me want to continue to do more. It makes me feel like anytime I start to feel a feeling, it makes me want to just blow through it. Uh, it makes everything a challenge and not a, not a, um, a hardship for me. So thank you for sharing that with me. That's very cool. Well, one last question before I let you go. Ratings have been great on TV. Ticket sales have been good. Merchandise is off the charts. But as a performer and as as somebody who helped create AEW, what does success look like for you? Oh, I mean, this this has been wildly successful. So (laughs) it's kind of hard to to look at it. from a perspective of okay, what next? But but you have to every single week. You have to think how do how do we make it this even better? Or how do we personally all get better? Um, but for me, continued growth is something that isn't always a straight line. Um, sometimes there'll there'll be dips and sometimes there'll be twists and turns. But um, just having your goals in mind and, and keeping going towards them that's always a success. And sometimes there are huge successes like, you know, being the, the, the number one debut for TNT in five years, um, that's a huge success. And then sometimes there are smaller successes, like being able to say that every single event is going to be sensory inclusive now, that, that to some people is maybe a, a smaller success. But to me, it's all success. So we're just continuing building blocks and, and taking steps towards the ultimate goal, which is for AEW to be forever. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. As I said, you can see Brandy live on All Elite Wrestling Dynamite on TNT each week. Uh, And good luck with uh, your mission with Awesome Kong. Thank you very much. Just if you come to the show, careful sitting in the front row. Uh, You sound like you might have some nice hair. So if, if it's ever, you know, hanging over, she's really attracted to, to hair. So you may want to wear a ponytail or something of that nature. <laughs> All right. I will make sure to do that. Thanks, Brandy. Thank you.
Welcome back to Dancing Squirrel Tacos. I am here with our next guest. He is the executive vice president of All Elite Wrestling, son of the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, husband of our first guest, Brandy Rhodes, and one of the top in-ring competitors in AEW. He is the American Nightmare, Cody. What up? How are you? Honestly, I, I, I'm hungry. Oh. And there was a promise of breakfast, and it, it didn't come, so there was like a fleeting bit of hope in my heart for it. But I get to eat after we speak, so I'm in good spirits. Okay, well, I will, won't keep you long then. I don't want to keep you from breakfast. It's all good. I heard you talking about the Mandalorian and that Baby Yoda. I would do anything for Baby Yoda. I would, too. He is so adorable. I would give my I would give my life for Baby Yoda right now. And if he, if the Mandalorian is thinking about turning that in, that, that Baby Yoda in, he's just got it all wrong. The Baby Yoda saved your life and tried to heal your arm. These are spoilers if you haven't seen the first two episodes of The Mandalorian, folks. But, God, I love him. Is Baby Yoda related to Yaddle and Yoda? Because in Phantom Menace, there was that female Yoda, which was Yaddle, and he barely saw her. But, it, I mean, if the, the evidence is there that perhaps there was sex between the Yodas and, that, and, then, a, and then a baby sex, a Yoda baby. Either that or he's a clone. I mean... He could be a clone. See, now you're thinking, and if we're going to take this full circle, Rise of Skywalker... Palpatine could also be a clone, especially if you ever read any of those novels that folks like me had to read before Disney started making all these awesome shows. And this is going to be the last thing I say about Star Wars, but I'm going to say this. If you're a Star Wars fan and you are complaining right now, you need to get out of my life and just out of everything. We waited for so long, so long for Star Wars content, and now we're getting to slap in our face weekly. So they need to enjoy it, my opinion. Well, Star Wars fan Cody has spoken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Cody, thanks for joining us on Dancing Squirrel Tacos. It's a pleasure to have you here. And, you know, I was talking with Brandy about what a whirlwind the last year has been. Did you have a this is really real moment? Uh, yeah, I, I think I might have had an early this is really real moment, but I've been able to witness a lot of this is real moments, and that's really fun. I know that for me it was pre-AEW when we did All In because you can't rep- like you can't replicate what 10,000-plus people look like. That's just not something that you can artificially generate even with all the smoke and mirrors of television production. So to have that large audience be so invested in these stories we were telling at the time solely on being the elite and a little bit with Ring of Honor and New Japan was incredibly vindicating and it kind of, I mean, the whole thing was about being told, no, there's no audience for this, guys. Wrestling isn't popular anymore. You're lying to yourselves. And every week is another shot now of saying, no, we were not lying. We're in a different market every week drawing uh, great fans and, and doing well, uh, the biggest debut on TNT in five years. Um, Not to get too long-winded, but I know that to see people have that this is real moment, I got to see one in person in the ring with my own brother who really had no clue what this was. 
until he walked out at the MGM Grand in uh, Las Vegas. I could see in his in his eyes, like I could actually see that he was. Oh wow, this is what wrestling is. This is what they were talking about. Um, and those moments are great to see. I see one every week. The crowds have been so great. The live reaction and then the reaction on social media. How much is that driving what you guys are doing? Is it influencing storylines or are you taking it in and just kind of processing it as you go? So I had a, a meeting with um, the Turner executives early on where I where I told them, I said, the, the most valuable member of our roster, uh, I actually, I said the most valuable two members of our roster are Chris Jericho and the other one is the audience. And they fully understood what I meant. Our audience is the sixth man. They are 100% a part of the show just as much as the wrestlers in the ring, and they know they're part of the show. And they, that's why it's such an interactive, in a way, old-school wrestling experience where what the fans do actually is a huge part of the show, and, and it plays out in the ring. It changes. It's fluid. Um, but, w- but as far as the overall show and how we do the show, it's very much disciplined, long-form, working backwards from the major pay-per-views because... Nothing should be, especially when you're, you know, a million-dollar, you know, million-dollar type entity that's on a major network. You definitely shouldn't be hot-shotting and going week to week. And when you have myself and Matt and Nick and Kenny and Tony and Brandy and everyone who's in that creative infrastructure, uh, it's a really good uh, transparent brain trust to put together a long plan and stay disciplined while others might do the hot-shot stuff. As you said, part of that brain trust is Tony Khan. How much has it helped to have a CEO who is a wrestling fan first? It's very helpful. And sometimes, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen an interview with Tony or his media scrums. He's very, he's loud. And when you have a a wrestling fan like him who's passionate and loud, uh, he makes sure he's heard. And I, I can recall... We were uh, advising the uh, sales team on how do they sell AEW. What is it about AEW that makes different? You know, makes it different and makes the show unique to an advertiser. And Tony just gave this great speech about always protecting the wrestling consumer because he is the wrestling consumer. And I, man, I know that's really inside baseball for this interview. But I, that in that moment, every time Tony. Like, I have a lot more moments like that with Tony uh, where I just see how valuable it is to have a fan and a and a very smart fan about our industry as part of what we do. Uh, for so long, the doors were so shut, and it was such a good old boy system, when really what's been missing is what's been, you know, complained about for 18 years, and it's been fans who have been, who have been vocal. So to have a fan who has the acumen and the power to, to do this and make this all real, it's it's really wonderful. You guys had a big announcement yesterday that you're bringing back Bash at the Beach. You obviously were heavily influenced by NWA and WCW. Can we expect to see more references like that as AEW goes on? Perhaps. You know, we want to make sure that it's not just nostalgia, you know, when we do it, because there are some places now where we're just doing nostalgia. And nostalgia only works so much, and then it doesn't progress the the story. It doesn't progress the industry. So in this case, we thought it was perfect for Bash at the Beach because all it is is a themed dynamite. 
You know, I don't know if you know anything about the Miami market, but they, they like their themes. And uh, Bash of the Beach was perfect. It kicks off the Jericho Cruise. So I've, I've trademarked a lot of other IPs that were, you know, created by my dad. And, you know, I, I, if, if a place arises to use them, I, I certainly will. They were great ideas then, and they can be great ideas now. Um, you know, and you never want to turn a, a great idea down. But we just have to balance that out with, with the modern as well. We have to come up with our own ideas and, uh, and, and create that great buffet of old, new, progressive, of, of all things pro wrestling. So let's talk a little bit about your roster. You've got some exciting talent. As I was telling Brandy, uh, I didn't know who Darby Allen was before AEW, and now I definitely know who he is. Our dog is named after him. Guys like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Who do you think is the next bre- big breakout talent that people don't know about yet? Well, I'm going to say something maybe unpopular and say MJF. I know that I I think what will happen with MJF and I, you know, I, I, I can see where that's heading, and he made a decision that wasn't his to make when it came to full gear, but I still actually think uh, he's probably has the most upside. I think Luchasaurus has a really great upside as well, uh, as long as he can stay healthy and not get an ego as big as his body. Uh, Jungle Boy is great. Uh, I mean, Darby. Darby, And Darby's an extra credit guy. Darby is out there, you know, filming his own vignettes and doesn't even realize he has the power of a full studio now who could do that for him. He's just a really special, special guy. I was glad I was able to give him his first match at Fighter, and I know we definitely need a rematch coming out of that draw. I can just go on. I can list everybody who you're seeing on Dynamite on a regular basis. I think Riho is a breakout star. I think Britt's a breakout star. I think Nyla's a breakout star. I we put everybody out there to present this new cast. Um, you know Chris Jericho. You know uh, myself and John Moxley and Sam from Atlas Security. Uh, you don't know him because he keeps it that way. But he's in the room with me right now. He's also a breakout star. Skyler from the uh, PR team is a breakout star. Brandy is a breakout star. And the lovely young lady who's doing hair and makeup at the moment also is a breakout star. What is your name? I'm sorry. Christine. Christine. Killing it. So please add all of them as well. They're breakout. Well, they are. Right here on Daisy Squirrel Tacos. <laughs> Cody, I know this journey has been really personal for you. Carrying on what your father had done during his days as a wrestler, what will success for AEW mean to you? What does that look like? Well, I mean, there's different ways to look at it. I mean, I try to be really diplomatic about I got to do all I got to do what I do now for me and and for my family and 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 that's, you know, the diplomatic outlook on it. But but part of me still remembers my dad putting in his, you know, life's work into building a promotion and, and Jim Crockett promotions and ultimately WCW and that that not him lo- him losing, essentially, and losing to WWF at the time and Vince McMahon. Part of me still remembers that. And there's definitely 
you know, a vindication. I don't lose sleep at night about it, but there's definitely a vindication in being able to kind of march on King's Landing and uh, and and make our mark uh, and, and make sure that the roads aren't aren't forgotten. Uh, so it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in, and I'm really balanced out because that selfish motivation of mine isn't the only thing that drives me, but also I have Matt, Nick, and Kenny who have completely different motivations. You know, Kenny's effort to expose the American audience to Joshi Wrestling, Matt and Nick to make tag team wrestling a main event on any show, and Tony to overall provide a sports-centric style wrestling. So I'm really balanced out when I do get a little bit more hot-headed and a little bit more personal. Um, But I I can't pretend it's not there. You know, that's part of the the Rhodes legacy, um, and I'm still I'm still a Rhodes. Well, Cody, thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to see the show on Wednesday night in Indianapolis. And one last question before you go. How is your head? That looks like a pretty nasty uh, cut you got above your eye. Yeah, I got, I got stary strips on it right now. I got the stitches out just yesterday, and my ribs are feeling a lot better. Um, they have to. They they got to hold me back though when it comes to these things. Like wrestling is violent. It's it's that should be very clear from the ring in the center and uh, and the type of athletes we have. So I never complain. Now I will complain slightly because it's my face. It's not the back of my head. It's not you know like it's my face. So you know every time something like that happens, my wife and my mother yell at me like it's my fault that I fell on my face. Uh, so that they're they're really sympathetic in that fashion, uh, but it's getting it's getting better. If I end up with a really bad scar, I might do like a Vega, like Street Fighter mask, and just cover half my face because it's I think it's going to be a C up there. But the worst part, the ramp was Nick Jackson's idea, so I feel like I have this like anger towards him. But maybe the ramp saved my life because I was heading straight down on my neck. You never know; it was somebody's fault, it's not mine. <laughs> a mask would be fantastic. I think that would be a great addition. <laughs> well, Cody, thank you so much. I hope you deal with MJF sooner than later. He's got several things coming to him for joining us. I'm excited to see everything tomorrow night. Uh, and go get your breakfast. Thank you so much. Thanks once again to Brandy and Cody for joining me on Dancing Squirrel Tacos. It was such a pleasure to talk to them. I love what they're doing with AEW, and I wish them continued success. Remember that you can see them live during the two-hour weekly matches of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite on TNT from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern each Wednesday. The highly anticipated action-packed matches take place in different cities across the nation each week, and we are lucky enough to have them in Indianapolis this week. I can't wait for the show. I will come back next week and fill you in on what I got to see. So until then, remember, we're all stories in the end. Make it a good one.